Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. So, I was going to talk about some of the things that are getting ready to come up here in the rest of the month of March, okay? So, as we know, today is what is known as the Ides of March. It has something to do with the Roman calendar in the ancient days. They did not keep track of the days as we know now on our regular calendar. So it's a big, long, drawn-out process trying to describe, you know, the, the whole Roman calendar thing. So all I will say about the Ides of March is that that is the day that Julius Caesar was assassinated by the senators. So that's where the beware the Ides of March thing came from. That's where that date, that's how it became notorious, okay, because of what happened historically with uh, the whole Julius Caesar thing. Okay, now coming up on the 20th is the spring equinox. So that is where the daylight and the nighttime are equal. So you have equal amounts of both of those things, but not only this, but this uh, particular day, March 20th, the, the equinox is a Shabbat festival. And not only that, but it's a fertility Shabbat. And what that means, what Shabbat means is that it's a seasonal type of festival, okay? And what this includes, what this festival includes, the that they do on the spring equinox, are orgies. Yes, I said it, orgies. But not only is it a day of orgy, I mean, for people who um, may be pagans and certain types of groups like this, you know, they, they practice these things. And, but it's very detailed in what type of orgy. If you'll read about these things, it always lets you know that these orgies consist of, such as this one now, oral, anal, and vaginal orgy. What that means is men on men, women on women, men on women, okay? So, moving along, then we get to something called Shrovatide. Now, that's a three-day type of festival. So, it happens three days before Ash Wednesday. Now, Ash, this day of um, Shrovatide is a witch Shabbat, which means that it's a seasonal holiday, a seasonal festival that they do, which is the Shrovatide. If you'll look online or even YouTube, they have Shrovatide as being this brutal type of football game. I mean, it's unbelievable the things that they do during this. I mean, I, I can't even call it a game. It's almost like a survival of the fittest type of thing. But I don't know if this is being misplaced, okay? Because while it doesn't go into detail 
about the type of Shabbat this is. It, um, I, I can't find anything else. To me, when I went looking, it just looks like this big, brutal sport. So you might want to look further into it if you're interested in that at all. And it gives no date, no actual date for this. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Here we go. I'm tripping because it's three days before Ash Wednesday. All right. So, well, Ash Wednesday passed. So that already passed for this year. Okay. Now, this is another one where the date varies. It's Good Friday. And a lot of people call it the Day of Passion because that is when Jesus Christ was nailed to the cross. And what this day is, Good Friday, a lot of um, occultists um, make this into a blood ritual day. So each Good Friday... There are blood rituals, and it is, it is a day of human sacrifice. Yes, because what the occultists do, what the Luciferians do, is they twist everything and turn it around. So, well, that's, you know, that, that's what they do. But that is a day of human sacrifice, what, what the occultists do. All right, then we've got coming up. Easter Eve day. So it would be on Saturday, the Saturday right before Easter Sunday, which is another blood ritual day as well as a human sacrifice on that day. So yeah, that's um, one on Friday, one on, so that's two days in a row. So you'll have one on the Good Friday, then you'll have one on that following the very next day on the Saturday. That's uh, all for the month of March. Now, I'm going to get into a topic that can be kind of tricky because as Christians, Christians all over the world believe that Easter Sunday is the resurrection of Christ, that that's when he arose and walked out of the tomb and where he defeated death, okay? And they perform a lot of sunrise services all over. You know, you can go to sunrise service on Easter Sunday. Well, recently, because, okay, you have to remember now, I was raised Catholic, and so we always went to Mass on Easter Sunday. We didn't have sunrise service, but a lot of the other um, Christian denominations had that, and I always used to want to go. But recently, within the past, you know, so many years, it's been brought to my attention by many different Christian people that the sunrise service is actually a Luciferian practice. Yes, um, this is really tricky and it's difficult to explain and it was even difficult for me to grasp that concept. I was thinking, how in the world could this be a like a celebration to Lucifer when this is 
the day of the resurrection of Christ. Well, I guess uh, he is, Lucifer is the, the morning star. And so when they are doing this service, the sunrise service, maybe some of them, most of them, whatever you want to say, are not aware of this or weren't aware of this in the past, that they were actually performing and taking part in a Luciferian type of um, ceremony. Of course, there are people who you will try to talk to and try to approach with this subject who will say, you're nuts, you know, you're, you're out of your mind, you don't know what you're talking about, and you're so wrong, and they just get really, really angry. Now, I don't know if being ignorant to certain facts makes you innocent, but I do know that once you learn certain things, once you have read about them and done your research, and now you know, like now I know certain things, well, I cannot take part in that anymore. And that's for you to decide because I'm not here to try to sway anyone or to try to push my beliefs onto anyone. All that I'm trying to do here is to maybe light a path that you can walk down and figure it out for yourself. If it's if it sounds right to you, if you have done your research about this, and now that's your belief, well, that's good. And I'm happy. But I'm not going to say, oh, well, you do this, you do that, so you're wrong and you're on your way to hell. No, I'm not going to say that either. Okay? But it's just something that I wanted to point out and share that you can take a look at and make your own decisions from there. Because let me tell you something. When I first learned about this, I was I was um, having a hard time with believing this whole thing. And I will tell you that I may have um, spoken about this before, but when I was a little girl, I used to wonder about the, okay, Easter. I, I knew what Easter was about. So where did the rabbit come from and the chicks and the coloring of the eggs and, you know, all this other stuff? You know, why do we get an, an Easter basket? What does that have to do with the resurrection of Christ? Well, because what they've done is they mixed a little of the occult and a little of Christianity. So what they did was they did like a blending, okay? So it was like, okay, you can have your resurrection Sunday, but in the meantime, we're going to throw a little bit of this and that in there with it. A little bit of the occult. So that, in other words, everybody's happy. Once I real, you know, it, to me, it was like an aha moment because then I realized that's what that flipping 
bunny rabbit and Easter bunny and chicks and eggs. That's what that's all about. It's a fertility ritual. That's what it is. And when you remember when, you know, the whole rabbit thing, oh, there's no such thing as having like a couple of rabbits because the next thing you know, you're going to have like a whole bunch of rabbits because they're very fertile. Well, yes. And the eggs, okay, it all made sense. So they watered down the actual holy day with some of this fertility ritual. They combined the two. Isn't that special, okay? Not only that, but the other thing that I always wondered about was Good Friday. If if um, Good Friday, I couldn't understand why they called it good for one thing. How in the world could this be Good Friday? What? Where did the word good come from? I can't answer that because I really don't know. I have read different different um, things about it and none of them really made any sense to me why it was called or why it is called Good Friday. The other thing about this whole Easter ritual is if Jesus arose on the third day because he was uh, crucified at about 3 o'clock 3 p.m. on a Friday So if he arose again on the third day, he would be coming back on Monday. I mean, think about this. The the third day. And I started questioning this a few years ago. And I actually have met some Catholics who have told me, yes, because he was actually crucified on a Thursday. See, there is a lot of conflict in this whole thing. So for what the only thing I can think of, why the date was changed to Friday is for part of the ritual, for part of the whole fertility thing. So they just moved the day to Friday instead of Thursday. And thinking no one's going to notice. And it worked, okay? It worked. Until recently when I, you know, met some people and I said, look, how can it be Easter Sunday when if he was crucified on Friday, he should be getting up on Monday? And they said, yes, because so-and-so, you know, these people, they changed it. It really happened on a Thursday. Okay, that makes perfect sense to me now. So many of our holidays have been that we think are holidays because holiday is actually taken from holy and day, holy day. 
And so the whole Easter thing is really up in the air as far as when did this really happen? Did it even really happen in the spring? I'm beginning to wonder. I think the whole thing may have been changed around days and dates for the ritual, to fit the ritual. And uh, one of the reasons why I started looking into this is because someone mentioned to me one day that because the day varies, you know, it can be the 15th, the 10th, the 25th, whatever, you know, of the month. And it depends on, okay, it can be a March, it can be in April. We're talking about Easter Sunday. Because it has something to do with the cycle of the moon. When you start getting days that have to coincide with the cycle of the moon, now you know you are dealing with the occult. Once I heard that, when the whole moon thing was brought in, I knew, okay, I'm dealing with the occult here. This is not um, rocket science, okay? So that's what really opened my eyes to start looking at this. Of course, we know that this did take place. The crucifixion, the resurrection, yes, it did take place. The only question I have is, when? When did it actually take place? So, I mean, um, I, you know, I start looking into it, but there are so many other things involved. It's really difficult when you go to research any one thing. It's very, very difficult to just stay on that track to actually get to the end and to the moral of the story. Because there are twists and turns, there are avenues, there are so many things to take you off of your course and to look at and look into to really get to the meaty part of this and to really get to the truth. So the only advice and the only thing that I've got to say about this is that If this is your passion, if this is something that you feel that you have to get to the bottom of, you have got to know the truth about this. Well, the first thing that you do is you ask Jesus. And he will guide you to places to literature and to even certain people who can put you on your way, put you on your path to the truth. That's what I do when I'm really, really passionate about something. And this, I do believe, is something that we should all know. Something that we should all perhaps look into and start our quest for the truth in all of this because we've been lied to for far too long. Mixing in these occult holidays with 
days that should actually be holy. We've really, really been led down a wrong path. The same thing with Christmas. Christmas is another one that we've been lied to about. But um, we'll get into that in December. Okay? All right. So putting that one aside, I would like to tell a story that happened recently. Now, this happened to someone who works at a supermarket and, you know, they have to go and get the carts, you know, and take them back into the market and now they have to sanitize them and all of this stuff. Well, I didn't know, but every so often, certain people have to go to areas and retrieve carts where people have taken them off of the premises of the supermarkets and what have you. So this happened in, I believe it's, well, it's somewhere in Riverside County. I want to say it's Canyon Lake, but I could be wrong. All right, Canyon Hills, it's it's um, somewhere in the vicinity of Lake Elsinore anyways. So this person was like in a, empty, pretty empty field. And there were a few carts there that he was going to get. They were like down, not a a huge hillside, but a little bit of a hillside. Let's just say a little bit of a slope. You know, a lot of dried grass. It's just a empty like field, empty lot. So he's down there and he's retrieving these carts. He has to go climb down a few, you know, maybe one foot, a couple of feet, you know, get the car, bring it back up until he gets all the carts together and puts him in the truck and this and that. So it was getting towards evening. Now this is right before the time change. So this was like last week. It, it was just very recent when this happened. And he says, you know, I was halfway down there. I'm getting the last cart. And he felt like someone was watching him. There are trees around that area. So he said, you know, starting to get dark. Felt like someone was watching me. I turned around and I didn't see anything. But he heard like something moving around the trees. Okay, whatever. So he goes back and he continues getting this cart. And he said he heard this noise, like a clicking sound. He turns around, he looks again into the trees, and he said from the direction that the sun was coming, through the tree branches, he saw what looked like the side view, the profile of a man. But it looked like it was all blended with the tree, like he didn't have separate arms and legs, like he was blended with the tree, but with this profile. So the cart getter guy thought it's just his imagination. Let me just get this cart and get out of here. So he turns back and he grabs that cart and he's taking it up that little embankment, that little slope. And that thing jumps down out of the tree. He hears the thud. He lets go of the cart because it scared him so bad. 
and he started getting this feeling of dread. What the thing did next is grab him and take off running for a short distance, dragging him through the empty field. He dragged him over some rocks and some places until he finally let him go. And he said, he, this, this thing, whatever it was, turned into what looked to be like a squirrel, like some kind of, you know, varmint looking thing, squirrel, and ran on off. Now, this person was at work. This, I mean, he was on the clock, okay? He was going there to retrieve these carts. That's part of his job, what he was doing. And this happened to him. He wasn't under the influence of anything. As a matter of fact, he didn't want to tell anyone. So he had to go back down and get that last cart, that last shopping cart, as much as he didn't want to. He said, I stood there, I was shaking and I was breathing heavily and I had to go back down there to get that last cart because what excuse would he have? Oh, something jumped out of a tree and dragged me and then turned into a squirrel and ran off. He said his heart was beating so hard that he thought he was going to fall out. But he went on over there and he grabbed that cart. All the while, he kept looking over his shoulder, looking at that tree, and he hurried up and he got the cart and put him in his truck and then left. This person has never had any type of encounter ever. And he had the same question as so many people do. What was that? What could it have been? And why did it do that to me? Like I've never, you know, I'm not wicked. I'm not evil. I don't do anything. You know, I was just getting carts. Not to mention, this is a young person. This person is 19 years old. So, I, I mean, there are so many different things that this could be. I had a short discussion with him. He was very upset still. So, after, you know, when things calmed down a little bit, because I told him, look, there's an explanation. We're going to find out what it is. After when you calm down, you know, give it a week or two, anything that you can remember, write it down. And one of the biggest things is try not to be fearful. Walk in strength, not in fear, because they can smell your fear, okay? So I I know it's difficult. But you have got to try really hard not to walk in fear. And actually, no matter how difficult it was, I told him, you did the right thing, actually, by going down there. I know it had to be so, so difficult. But by going back down there and getting that cart, you showed that you had something within you that I probably wouldn't have had. So he actually did himself a good thing by doing that.
So after when we have our talk, then I will share the rest of this with you. And I asked him if that would be okay, if he would, you know, be okay with that. And he said, sure, yeah, you know. But he was um, pretty shook up. And I, I know I would be also. I mean, I've had things that, certain things that have happened to me a long time ago that I still, they don't shake me up, but I still wonder about it. Like, man, what in the heck? So there are a lot of very strange things happening. And my own belief is that we're going to see more of these things. We're going to hear more of these things. People are People who have never had encounters before or experiences like this before are going to start having, and you're going to start hearing about more. One of the reasons are because of portals being opened. And like we spoke of before, a lot of them are being opened through fear. I was just watching a little while ago about, oh, now someone in San Bernardino, California has tested positive for this new Brazilian variant of the COVID or some variant. See, because what they're doing is they got that, they're reeling you in. They got that line out in the water and they reel you in and they give you a little, you know, a little slack and then they reel you back in and it's fear. They feed you a little fear and then they say, oh, but we're going to reopen. Oh, but then they got to feed you a little more fear and, oh, San Bernardino County's in the red. You know, now we're in the red Skittles tier. So that's what this all is. Everything that we're seeing right now is fear-based. Fear opens portals. It, and we've spoke about this before. The fear NATO, okay? Because it started dwindling. You got a lot of people and they're going there to get their COVID shot. And so now they're not fearful. Well, the globalists and the mainstream, well, they just can't have people not being fearful. So they have to, you know, they have to keep it going for more reasons than we realize. A lot of, uh, there's a lot of control going on here right now. Okay. Also, that is why we're going to see more and more. That's why there are even more people coming and saying that they've had encounters with uh, black-eyed kids. It's not going away. Just like nowadays. They even try to make you fearful about the rain. Oh, we're on storm watch. 2021. Oh, high wind warning. Oh, batten down the hatches. That's what they say. It's like, my gosh, it's rain, you know? It's wind. Okay. It's fear based, it's trauma. A lot of people are actually mind controlled by trauma and by fear. And people who are easily frightened are the ones who, this is all 
you know, point it at them. And then you've got other people who, they're not so fearful, but other people are, you know, getting all scared and getting all up and all this and that. So it starts making normal people start feeling a little, you know, like, wow, what the heck's really going on here? I'm starting to feel kind of panicky. Well, don't, guys. Don't go with this. Do not let it make you fearful. Okay? We are separating ourselves from that. We're going to walk in the light. We are not going to walk in fear. We're not going to do it. So, anyways, that's what I've got for now. I'm not going to be talking to um, the... I'm going to call him the market cart guy. I don't want to give his name out unless he lets me, tells me it's okay. So I'm going to call him the market cart guy. I'm not going to be talking to him maybe next week, maybe the week after. But he's definitely going to come in. Um, we're going to have a discussion. You know, he's going to let me know any, you know, any of the particulars. And then we're going to discuss what it might have been what it could have been, you know. If you have any thoughts, because, well, whatever it was, it wasn't good, okay? We know that. But if you have any thoughts, or if you know of any type of similar thing that has happened to people, or if you heard something like this before, you know, similar, um, you can always let me know, maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. And I want to just say something. Thank you guys for the emails about the show that I did yesterday about um, destiny and and what happened, you know, what, what happened to me, my personal experience that I shared with you. And someone asked me, well, what happened to that annoying guy? <laughs> well, guess what? He's still annoying. And we got married like years ago, okay? Yes. And he's the one who sold my Camaro. Yeah, think about that one. (laughs) But anyways, um, I'll be getting back to you on Friday, okay? Thanks for joining me, you guys. I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate all of you. All right? Ciao.